everybody and welcome to My Google Diary episode 6. Join us as we take an in-depth and unqualified look into the Google searches of our guest. Each week we'll be clicking the I'm feeling lucky button of their minds to find the sometimes weird but always wonderful reasons behind each search. So here we are, it's episode 6 and if you listen to this in the distant future, it's about a week before my son sends back a Trumpinator <laughs> to protect me from the Trump 2000 originally sent back to murder me. Uh, last week saw the anniversary of the end of World War One, which was a staggering 98 years ago. And this got me thinking that amongst all the horrors of war, there was probably something funny or something weird that happened, you know, just to alleviate from all the death and destruction. And so I asked Google, and the answer was, uh, no, nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. It was all harrowing, all the time. Uh, just a relentless shit show of death upon death upon death. So after reading that, I obviously said to Google, you know, war, what's it good for? And what did Google say? Absolutely nothing. Is that like a Siri response to a joke? <laughs> but speaking of good for nothings, we have a very special guest joining us today. His mere presence can light up a room, and I'm not just talking about his compulsion for arson. He has the voice of an angel and the hands of the devil. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Joe Crawley. Oh, hello. How are um, you doing today? Excellent. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, it's incredible. I'm blown away. Like, for those of you who can't see this place, the studio, it's <laughs> absolutely huge. It's, it's like massive. Um, bed, I mean, it's half the size of a kind of warehouse. And Yeah, I mean, I had a budget and I just went completely past it. Because you're not utilising much of the space. Um, no, I like to, you know, like Swedish thinking, yeah, it's minimal. Yeah. So I've just got the warehouse, which I think, I think when I I was buying it, it was 10,000 square feet. Sure. So I just have that two by two foot table in the middle and we sit in that. It's excellent. Um, yeah. Obviously the sound works well, but um, love it. Yeah. Great to be here. Thank you. It's in case you give an awful podcast and I have to murder you <laughs> so no one can hear you screaming. <laughs> I'm very glad you're here. How was your day? Yeah, good. Yeah. We're nearly it's, at Christmas. Uh, it's at Christmas. It's that time of the year. You know, it's just busy, busy, Your busy. time logs are burning. Sparrows uh, are singing. Sparrows? Robins are Robins singing. Are, yeah. It's uh, it's good though. I'm like I'm trying to. I sometimes get my say. I get myself into a state of mind every year before Christmas. I'm either gonna go hell for leather for Christmas, like this is the biggest Christmas yeah. um, in the last ten years, yeah. or I'm having the opposite. nothing to do with it. Great. And I'm actually sort of got. I'm on the side of having nothing to do with Christmas this year. I had a big one last year, so I'm thinking I might just just chill out, like mellow out, let people you know go mad with a tree. I might hate Christmas this year. Like officially, you're yeah, choosing like, to, I might like go to actively for it, yeah. go. Ebenezer screwed. Yeah, yeah, this is shit. Yeah, I think I'm just feeling that's the way it's going. But that's we'll see. more fun. <laughs> just to be like, what is this? What the fuck this is, is this? Shit. A Game Boy. I already have one. <laughs> <laughs> you're so stupid, mum. Uh, but as with the nature of the show, I always Google the guests, just oh, see shit. what kind of funny oh shit. Oh my god. And I, I personally think this is my favourite one so far. So Google showed me that uh, it was a newspaper, not a newspaper, but a, a news article, <laughs> and this is what it said. <laughs> a city trader who punched a man he mistakenly <laughs> believed had groped his wife in a Margaret Thatcher-themed nightclub <laughs> has been fined £300. <laughs> Uh, Joe Crawley, 29, <laughs> believed his victim, Tim Rock, had fondled his wife's bottom when she fell on the dance floor. Crawley told police, I must admit it, I thought that that prick had touched my wife's ass, so I hit him. The bar in Fulham Road has Rubik's Cube stables, ate his memorabilia, and speeches by the late Prime Minister playing in the toilet. Right. So what do you have to say for Well, that? I mean, the guy, I thought he touched her ass. <laughs> my estranged wife. My, yeah, you don't, you've like... never met. <laughs> 
Uh, what was it? Was it the groping? Was it the Margaret Thatcher theme pub? Um, I was just I was riled up from the start. You know, the are you are you in shame spiral? Because I, I couldn't imagine an Irish man as yourself <laughs> being in a Margaret Thatcher themed pub. <laughs> I was in there to try and get directions away from there. <laughs> What a terrible choice for a fucking theme pub. I actually, funnily enough, I know the club. I've never been. Do you? Yeah, I'm aware of it. Well, I'm you're not allowed back in. I know. <laughs> After the incident. <laughs> no, seriously, no, no. Just um, just through word of mouth, I've heard about it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, it's exactly what you would think it would be. So it's kind of an 80s themed bar. Yeah. yeah. So and this I'm, sounds like I'm this, I am this guy. <laughs> and I tell you, there was bloody murder on the dance floor. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, you you smacked, it. and his name was Tim Rock. Yeah, so if he's Tim not Rock. a leader of a, a leader of a leader of a band, is that how we say words now? Yeah. If he's not like in a heavy metal band, I don't know what's the point in having names. That's true. I can only imagine you were just so enraged that you just I, went that, crazy. I just I just hit him, and that was it. There's bloody miners. <laughs> the IRA will not win. You're like, no, touch my wife's no, ass. No, I said, <laughs> I'm not having this. The speeches are enough, and this is the final straw. My lady's not for touching. Uh, but you got fined three hundred pounds, which kind of seems—I don't know. If I was rich, I'd just go around. As a senior trader, um, I gotta, you know. That's Trump change. I throw that shit away. That's Trump change. That's Trump change, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I ask, obviously, all my guests to come with two Google searches at the very least. You know, I want insight into your mind. I want to sure. know what you're doing lately. Just a way for me to get to know you better. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume you bought them. Yes, I have. Cool. So, the funny thing about this is, like, I Google everything. I Google things that I already know the answer to, as well, just to kind of confirm things. Do so you do this, like, you know, every week, just to make sure that you're still brilliant? Well, like, I mean, so, <laughs> but I would just, like, if... if if you, so I'm kind of at the point now, I've, at the stage now where I feel that if I have an idea, have a thought about something, if I'm like trying to think of the answer to something, even if it's an obscure th- DIY thing, yeah, um, someone else has already thought about it. Is I'd this be- an invention or just something that you? Oh, well, anything or even just like, oh, what would you do if that happened? Kind of thing. Because okay, yeah, I, yeah. I'm a believer in the hive mind. Yeah. I believe that we have. Bees. Well, <laughs> and the same thing, same concept for sure. Just that kind of um, consciousness, that shared consciousness. Shared consciousness, shared and so it's like the um, what's that thing? What's the official B movie? No, with the uh, the ape, the ape theory. Oh, um, Planet of the Apes. No, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Close. Dunstan checks in. <laughs> That's that. No. <laughs> you know the what the hundred um, the, the ape the hundred and one ape theory thing where that. A, so no, this was an experiment. <laughs> an experiment was done, um, and. They were like, you know, training these apes yeah. and eventually like it kind of went through whatever they learned from like reacting to different scenarios. Mm-hmm. A monkey that was not even involved in that training experience was aware of how to react to it. Okay. So it was, you can check it out. Like, I can't there's some remember. kind of consciousness going, which is beyond apes. speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worst sequel to 101 <laughs> So the idea is that like you can learn, right, that you learn, people learn things and have feelings about things and it's all about like where instinct comes from because yeah, yeah. someone else has experienced it, right? Like gut feelings and stuff like that. Yeah, so I feel always Google everything if you've got a question about it. So I Google lots of things, but I did go- just two things I've been Googling recently which I brought prepared... Um, I don't know which one to start with because they're both like whack job conspiracies. <laughs> uh, this um, one's a bit okay, right? The first one this is a little bit more leveled. Okay, so I've been really interested in the idea recently of the first dinosaur fossil finding. 
Okay. So can you imagine, right, like if you, what, so I'll give you the dates and stuff, but imagine yeah, just yeah. like never being aware of anything like that at all. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, culture was pretty civilization, civilized up to a point. it was only like a couple of hundred years ago that... So, yes, yeah, so, okay, so, all right, so let's do, 1676 was when, uh, or even earlier was when the first one was found, but they didn't know how to categorize it, right? Yeah, yeah. So, 1670, nearly 1700s, it's kind of American Revolution period. Battle of Hastings. That's sort of, no, Hastings, 1066. Oh, no, like sorry, 16, 1666. Great Fire of London. Yeah, right, like, so people were, like, I mean, we had cities, we had yeah. armies, yeah. we had, like, I mean, Declaration of Independence, all that stuff, yeah. like, you know, coming later, that period... But they find a shit, they don't know what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. And massive bones, right? Like yeah. all this sort of stuff. So the first one that they found was actually found in England, first fossil. Really? But it was just, they didn't know how to describe it. So they actually thought it was part of a giant. A <laughs> giant <laughs> man. Yeah, so 1676, Robert Plot, and he was uh, the curator of the English Museum, and he found this thigh bone. Yeah. But it was massive, right? So we didn't have any idea, no context at all about how to kind of you know, categorise what this thing was. Was he an archaeologist? He was curator of the of the British Museum. Already? At that time, yeah. But yeah, it was coincidence. He was, an ex- he was an expert. So, well, maybe he didn't find Someone found it. He went and he was the first guy to, you know, yeah. you know, put it into some sort of category. But he believed that it belonged to a giant man. And this was like... Accepted. Yeah. It wasn't just him being like, there's a giant man and people were like... They were like, what? No, yeah. There was the, like, no one really understood. He yeah. didn't understand it, right? Nobody understood what was going on. But it gets weirder, right? So it disappeared. The bone? The bone disappeared from the museum. Was there a giant dog in the museum? <laughs> and it was... Even the articles I've been reading is like... This one, for example, was like, although the fossil disappeared without a trace... Without <laughs> <laughs> a trace? <laughs> the, the surviving illustration suggests that it was actually part of a... Megalosaurus. Wait, so it went missing and was never found again. Never found again, like... And, and it was a dinosaur bone. Yeah. Sorry, guys, have you seen my 70-foot bone? Yeah. No, no, it's gone. It's, it's nowhere. And it was a Megalosaurus. Megalosaurus. So they pretty big. Massive. They're bigger yeah. than dinosaurs. So, but it's weird that the disappearance of that massive thigh bone was like a footnote. It's almost like a footnote in all of these stories. Yeah, about yeah, it. yeah. Um, which I thought was pretty strange. So anyway, so they had it there, yeah, and eventually, like, um, Richard Owen and his wife, who were the, like, the most famous British kind of um, paleontologists. paleontologists. The first paleontologist. You ate my sandwich! (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Geller, please. (laughs) But yeah, so they found it, and how they identified it, or how they realised what it was, what it was, was they found a different fossil. Which was like the jawbone of a megalosaurus. Okay. And then they kind of just Was this in the same place? This is it's it's in England, yeah, all yeah, in England, yeah, yeah. and around the same time period. They were a little later, they found this later, and they realised that because originally the the bone then was that they thought the jaw the jawbone was a giant lizard, right? Yeah. But they were like, No, we can't a giant iguana. They couldn't place it, yeah, the yeah. actual facts. Then they went back, they talked about the bone, looked at the illustration, couldn't look at the real bone because it wasn't there. It mysteriously disappeared. Um and they realised it was a completely different animal. And that's when they came up with the name Dinosauria, which translates as terrible dinosaur. lizards. <laughs> terrible lizards. That's what dinosaur means. <laughs> that's the shit. <laughs> Not even like 
huge lizard or scary mental lizard. Terrible lizard. Terrible lizard. They're not using terrible in a bad sense, though, are they? Like, les enfants terribles. Terrible children. They were just giant, so they were terrible. They're like terrifying. Terrifying, yeah, probably. I guess that's where it came from. That's insane. But I guess. So they kind of invented the whole science of dinosaurs and fossils. Were fossils, do you know, were fossils even a thing? Was there even any fossil found at that time? Would you What, before? Yeah, you know, like what they call them, like stalactites. Stalactites. Yeah, so obviously, like they they've been here for six billion years, right? Yeah, they've been yeah, around. Yeah. It's just like people didn't know what to make of it or whatever. Another thing kind of went into as well as like it's funny that there's no mention of dinosaurs in the Bible. You would oh, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, you would think like for an all encompassing all encompassing sort of story of humanity and exactly. the history of the world, exactly. there might be like a paragraph about dinosaurs. But isn't that isn't that the thing that like you know hardcore religios? They all think that the fossils are there as like the God's put them there to test them. Is it God's put them there or the devil's put them there or something? To test them. Like oh, to really? test their faith and if they believe in it, you know, faith shaken. Get so out. what? You're so he welcome. put them there. He, put like, the, he puts um, the fossils there. Yeah. They find him if they go, well, you know, that's not in the Bible, but I believe <laughs> it's real. Then you're not welcome in there. You're heaven, not welcome. So. Yeah, well, I mean, that's... I don't know why I'm like, <laughs> is that true, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I put them there. <laughs> Uh, because it's funny, it's just the whole concept of it, because Joanna always says she doesn't believe in dinosaurs. And I'm, I always laugh at it, but actually, it's not that weird a thing to say, like... I suppose, in a sense of not believing in something, like, we are just told that these are bones of giant dinosaurs. And we're just told that. that. Yeah, although, but that goes for everything. We're told that gravity is the thing, and that's the reason why we stick to the Earth. And but gravity air and stuff. Yeah, right, right, that's true. Well, I suppose it doesn't have as much of a physical, monstrous form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These yeah. are monster things walking around. And the fact that they're, they were essentially giant birds, like all birds are descended from yeah. dinosaurs. Like, they found one recently, which was like... Yeah, yeah. Like, imagine seeing a fucking giant chicken running around. <laughs> it's insane. It'd be absolutely crazy. It's like fucking... The eggs... <laughs> <laughs> Get that in an oven. Uh, that's mad. So there's like, but is, do you think that's where the the myths of like old uh, fairy tales of like giants running around villages, like snatching up children and stuff? Yeah, stuff it's, like that. It's, it's crazy as well because you know as well there's all, there are all of these like old Roman or Greek mosaics of um, these guys with spears fighting yeah. what looks like a dinosaur. So there's other theories that there was actually a crossover and like some existed beyond like some massive monsters yeah so like the whole concept of the Loch Ness Monster right Mm. so it's not that weird if you think about it in terms of it was something that was part of like a greater ecosystem like from a a prehistoric age but got either isolated or cut off from the oceans into that into a lake and sort of survived there over the years. And isn't Loch Ness like so big that they haven't even really mapped all of it? Of course, yeah. Like, but I, I find it so hard to believe that people uh, can't, it's like laugh off the idea of, say, like the Loch Ness Monster, for example. Yeah. But then they're like, no, of course, dinosaurs, there's whole uh, university subjects on there. Yeah, and books and books about it. No crocodiles problem. and alligators are essentially dinosaurs. But no, any oh the Loch Ness monster, <laughs> you fucking. To be fair though, I mean this is how you get a Loch Ness monster. So you wait by Loch Ness, right, and you get a piece of string and you wrap it around a can of iron brew, <laughs> dip it in the water, <laughs> and then further along the string you put a little shortbread. Yeah, I'd have Ness. I'd have Nessie in a second. Have you seen the um, the movie Loch Ness with what's his name? Liam Neeson. No, from what's... Cheers. Ted Danson. Ted Danson is the US scientist who comes in to map out Loch Ness. No. Skeptic. But then I leave the they rest find... leave the rest to you. <laughs> Fill in your own movie. <laughs> 
Uh, what's that film with Sean Connery where he does a voice of like a dinosaur? Dragonheart. Oh, Dragonheart. Yeah. That's great. That's mental. Why would Sean Connery do the voice of a dragon? It's perfect. Yes, you've got to hit, hit the woman, little boy. <laughs> Don't let your mother talk to you like that, little boy. Hit him with an open fist. <laughs> that is the worst Sean Connery impression <laughs> ever. I got it. Every time I... You heard that Sean Connery story, haven't you, about the airport? About um, Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that story so much. I'm going to tell it to you, Joe, so everyone can hear it. Yeah. Just in case. Right, you've got to act like you have Okay, Okay, right. Because yeah. I think that, I genuinely think that this is a real story and that I was like instrumental in telling it to a lot of people. You told I, me. Oh, yeah, I told you, yeah. yeah. And when I was on tour in America, I remember, I think we were in Portland or somewhere, but I, we went to a bar and I got really, really drunk. And I remember playing darts in the bar and just drinking. And then I drank so much, I kind of blacked out a little bit. And the next thing I knew, I was suddenly regaining consciousness. I was conscious, but I mean, my brain was coming back. <laughs> yeah. And I was in a pizza bar. Pizza bar? Pizza bar. I was in a pizza... Parlour. Parlour. <laughs> don't even think that's a thing. Pizzeria. Uh, and I was surrounded by people, and I was telling them this story. Like, I was halfway <laughs> through the story. Uh, so the story is, Sean Connery is waiting in a... Uh, well, I think the way I say it, it's like my friend's brother or my something friends, like that. my friend's friend friend, friend of friend yeah. uh, so he's waiting in an airport and he's having a drink and he looks down the bar and he sees Sean Connery and he looks at Sean Connery and he's having a few scoops he's getting a bit drunker <laughs> and he thinks you know I'm going to go talk to Sean Connery so he slides over to Sean Connery and he says here Sean I know you've got some stories to tell me like you're 70 odd years old come on man give me some <laughs> spin some yarn Sean looks at me and goes no boy no no story. No boy. No boy. Get away, boy. I've got a plane to catch. Um, and uh, he thinks, oh, Sean, that's a bit like, fair enough. It's a bit rude. Like, you didn't have to be rude to me. So he goes off, <laughs> finishes his pint. He's walking to the airport plane, the airplane. <laughs> he's walking to the airplane. And uh, he feels this whack on the back of his head. And he looks around. He's like, what the fuck is that? He turns around and Sean Connery. Sean Connery says, I've got a story for you, boy. Audrey Hepburn, up the arse, 1956. <laughs> I kind of really ended. You're supposed to say 1956 <laughs> and then up the ass. Audrey Hepburn. Uh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. But I always imagine that from like he's going off into the distance on the back uh, of that like special car that brings people around the airport. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I ruined the ending of that. I'm so annoyed. I was getting so excited to tell it. I love that story so much. It's so good. Yeah. Because I believe it. I genuinely believe it. Yeah. And I can see it happening. And we all, we've all seen that YouTube video of him talking about hitting women. Yeah, that kind of shocks me a little bit because it's kind of. <sighs> no, he's like, so smug when he's saying it. He's so smug, yeah. Like, and he obviously everything he's saying is wrong, uh, but what makes me laugh about it is that the <laughs> woman who's interviewing him, she's obviously like, "I'm gonna stitch him right up. I'm gonna say yeah. to him, oh, yeah. you, you said you did women. Right? He's gonna have it, um, and he's gonna be embarrassed, <laughs> and he just does not care. He just goes. So I think you said in interviews before that you, uh, you, it's okay to hit a woman. And he just goes, yes. Yes. He just looks at her. Occasionally. Yes, yes. Well, women refuse to leave it. <laughs> refuse to leave That's it. That's what he says, yeah. She's not impressed. I mean, it's naturally, it's... she's not impressed. Well, she's now stunned for words. And now she's, she's been emotionally hit by Sean Connery. He's hit her with Lucky his Lucky he didn't words. hit her with his... Uh, walking stick and declared that he shagged fucking Judy Garland in the mouth. Judy Garland. In 1978, I'd say they were all at it back then. Brando, when Brando, you... a man like Hunk Brando when he was young, I would give him anything. He's a legend. He's an absolute legend. Love that guy. I um, I always think back. I always think back. This is gonna sound so like homoerotic when I say it, but you know, in Benjamin Button, when um, Brad Pitt is like probably about 60, but he's like. 
physically in his 20s. And he's got that kind of James Dean vibe going on. He's wearing a t-shirt and jeans. Yeah. She's quite old. Like, I've never seen a man look so beautiful in my life. (laughs) I want his body and his face. I want it to be my face and my body, or just near my face. Yeah. By proxy. There's this guy I see around, and we have this local, like a local bar, like after work sometimes we go to, but there's a guy who shows up occasionally, he looks like, I think, like Brad Pitt. And you let him in the bar around you. (laughs) Get him out of here. Like, I mean, I don't know. You're making us look bad. It doesn't bother me if he's there or not. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like finally another handsome guy. No, it's just, Brad Pitt, like some of my, some people see it, some people don't. I think it, I think it's the same guy. We've gone on a mad tangent right now. Haven't we? we went from dinosaurs to Brad Pitt. Maybe I'll try and keep it on track. Did you bring a second? I did, and it's funny we're talking about people who look like people, or maybe <laughs> are the same person. Because this is another thing I've been looking into for a while, and it is Elvis is still alive. Elvis Presley is still alive. Okay. So. And you know this for a fact. I've seen videos I've seen seen YouTube videos and I've read uh, blogs so yes I'm pretty sure (laughs) he's still alive well explain yourself okay so there's a few different things alright John Cotner is this person who is alive today Mm -hmm. and he's like 82 or 83 and he is the kind of number one suspect at the moment of being Elvis of being the same man yeah so anybody faked his death blah 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 all this kind of stuff but this guy, John Cotner, lives on the um, estate, the Elvis Presley estate. Graceland. Graceland. Yeah. And he works as head groundskeeper. So he is Elvis, is what you're saying. So I'm saying he is, I'm saying that he's the same guy <laughs> and that this is a front and he lives in that gaff. Why would Elvis give up his life to be the gardener of his own uh, house? A few different things, few few reasons. Okay. He was massively in debt. Okay. Must be in debt. He had death threats against him from the mafia, and also he just hated the life. He hated enough. the life at the end of it. You know, he didn't yeah, give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. If you see any of the Vegas uh, shows towards the end, he's, he's just like, like he just doesn't care. He's <laughs> like doing his kung fu. Yeah, like a foot off the ground. Oh, so he didn't want it, and then obviously the insurance payout, right? That he yeah, yeah, yeah. But he like wouldn't that. get the money. If I die, they're not going to give me my insurance well, money. I'm sure there was like a web. It was in cahoots. Yeah, in cahoots. So anyway, the whole thing is you have to check it out. I know it's not appropriate to watch a video, but there are videos of this guy. He comes down, he's like talking to the camera. It looks exactly like him. It looks exactly like him, and they do kind of split face crosses. Same guy, same mannerisms. Is he wearing like a white jumpsuit? He, he's now? wearing no, but funnily enough, he's got locks. He's got like sideburns. <laughs> he's got the sideburns. And he wears aviators all the time. <laughs> he's got the oh, hair, oh. and he just did certain movements. Okay, so John Cotner, check it out. John Cotner, the true Elvis. And there's people like film named gardening. It's a goddamn bush. Well, he's, oh, no. he, he doesn't garden that much. Like you, you just see him occasionally in on the property. Okay, yeah. so he's like keeping. That's mental to me that a man would fake his own death. I suppose if you have to die, and I mean you have to like pretend to die, you'd want to stay around mm. all your stuff. So you think at night he kind of goes into the master bedroom, back on the golden yep. toilet. Yeah, yeah. I'd say he's got the guitar out. Um, <laughs> but seriously, like, and um, then doesn't the other part is that he's in Home Alone. He makes a cameo in Home Alone One. Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley. Makes a cameo in Home Alone you just put 1. In, you stick into Google. Who is he? Old Elvis Presley, Home Alone 1. He's in the airport scene where... Um, That's John Candy. Yeah, beside, right beside John Candy in the same scene. And funnily enough, I bet the whole scene, I've watched it so many times, okay? So it's yeah. like, um, Home Alone's ma... Mm. <laughs> Kevin's ma. <laughs> Kevin's ma is like, you know, trying to hassle the guys to get a ticket home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Directly behind him, this guy comes up. He's got a beard... 
if you're watching the scene, you can see him. He's got a beard. He comes up, and then John Candy kind of comes into the shot. But never once throughout the whole shot is he out of out of like focus. So it's almost so like he's always in the background. Always in focus, and it's almost like people. They're out. It's focus. almost like, but it's almost like <laughs> the Hollywood establishment are yeah. trying to rub it in your face. Yeah, the star killers. This is him. Yeah. It's him. It's what Randy Quaid was going on about. <laughs> and here's the police now. Check out us. That's mental. But why? See, I, I kind of could imagine that Elvis would have the bravado to be like, "Yeah, I'm dead, but watch this. I'm gonna get real close to like revealing myself just to fuck with it." Yeah, you know what I mean. So, but this is the this is what I'm kind of learning and understanding a bit more about these conspiracy theories so that, they're all true no well that aside but also that like if there is an agenda and there if there is this like you know dark um, entity that's yeah like orchestrating this overpowering all this dark shadow yeah force. right whatever if there is apparently it likes to rub it in people's faces so it does yeah, things yeah. that are very like you know shocking and like oh, you almost can't believe what you're seeing it's a power thing it's it gets it hard Gets it off, yeah, exactly. And so, you know, Elvis. So Elvis <laughs> getting is... in Home Alone one. But that's because wouldn't he have to audition? Don't know. I, in... Like I don't know. Honestly, if, like, later on, check it out. Good Google uh, Elvis Home Alone one, and you tell me. Because there's that movie that with um uh oh god, what's his name? Bruce Campbell. Um, who plays Bruce Campbell? Oh, oh Bruce Campbell is Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Campbell and uh, yeah, yeah. Evil Dead. Bruce Campbell from Evil Dead and Spider Man films. <laughs> Spider Man <laughs> films. It's weird. But he did a film called Bubba Hotep where he plays Elvis in an old person's home with JFK. But what? what it is, is that, so he's Elvis, he faked his death and then went and lived in an old person's home. And JFK is in the body of a black man and they have the brain, he has the brain of JFK and then a mummy comes to life in the old person's home and they have to fight the mummy. What? So I recommend it to everyone. It's a very good film. That sounds brilliant. It's a brilliant film. Uh, but that kind of deals with the same thing. But like, why would, so why would El- so Elvis... <laughs> Why would he look the same, if you know what I mean? We just aged. Um, yeah, but he, would he not do something... He grew a beard. Oh, a beard. He's got a beard. Classic. He's got a beard in... Hey, are both. you Elvis? <laughs> oh, no, I don't have a beard, man. Elvis didn't have a beard, man. Elvis didn't have a beard. He had that cool side boot, man. Oh, okay. Anyway, have you seen my son Kevin? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Uh, it's, yeah, uh, I check it out. And, like, he looks... So, the guy in the movie is the same guy who's working, you know, in his, on his property. Yeah. So, why would he be in Home Alone? So it's all very weird to me. But is he credited in Home Alone? I don't James know. James Corden. I don't know. Oh, uh, James Corden. John Cotner. John Cotner. J-O-N Cotner. J-O-N Cotner. And wasn't like Elvis's manager called John or something? Don't know what I'm talking the about. Colonel. The Colonel. The Colonel, yeah, KFC. <laughs> Although, I don't know, because like conspiracy theories, by their very nature, will never, ever be believed. Do you know what I mean? Like Even if like the truest ones... Like I genuinely, I genuinely believe that eighty percent of what happened on nine eleven happened, but I don't believe we were told what happened correctly. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that make sense? yeah. I don't believe that there was this complete conspiracy and people weren't the right people and they're all different. Blah blah blah. But I don't believe everything they told us happened happened. <laughs> Does that make sense? So that kind of makes yeah. me believe in conspiracy theories in a sense. But what is a conspiracy theory really? What do you, how do you categorize that? Is it just something that? deviates from the truth from what we've been told yeah like so that's what it is but when people hear it they think whack jobs yeah yeah and i mean it is very easy because i i could believe you know the queen's a lizard i know the queen's a lizard <laughs> i've seen that you know i know maggie thatcher's lizard i know that's why you went mental in that <laughs> she's like reptilian faces pounding down on you uh but you just can't say it out loud with do you know what i mean and not be thought of as slightly crazy I, you know it's funny I think we're getting closer 
to the truth. Like, what can you think of any conspiracy theory that was a conspiracy theory but turned out to be true? Yeah, what Jimmy Savile. Jimmy Savile. Yeah. But was that a conspiracy theory? Well, really? people who are involved in you know, conspiracy circles, circles, circles. conspiracy circles, conspiracy circles, would mention them all the time and say it was the extent. You'd have no idea the extent of it. But no what, one took it seriously. But my my theory on a conspiracy theory, my theory on a conspiracy theory, my thought on conspiracy theory would be that someone has to get like the BBC would have had to gain from it. I suppose they would have gained from his celebrity and the money that he would bring in, right? Before, yeah. Before, obviously, yeah, yeah, the yeah, kids. yeah. It's a weird one, but I just think things like that do give when stuff like that comes out, like Ted Heath, apparently Ted Heath. A notorious pedophile. I'll say Who's Ted Heath? Former prime minister. Oh, oh, is that the one who's having the cases against him now? Yeah, is, is he dead? Uh, he's dead now. Yeah, better be. Seems like a lot of effort. He better be. He's faked his. He's a gardener on his own funeral plot. <laughs> Dan, Ten he's, Downing Street. He's molesting all the all the people who come into Ten Downing Street. The cat, Theresa May. Um, well, you, I like to think of you as someone who you like a good conspiracy theory, and you don't necessarily completely turn, say no wrong. Like you'll you'll kind of look into it a bit more. I, I don't I don't believe all of it at all. Yeah, but I definitely indulge it. What's your What would be your kind of go to if someone said conspiracy theory to you what's the one that you genuinely <laughs> like 90% believe that it is completely true oh man 90% believe it's completely true yeah what's the number one conspiracy theory that is a bits and pieces I think actually if I'm being honest I think uh, the origins of civilization. I think civilization is a lot older really? than conventional you know I genuinely did not think you were going to say that at all strange stuff again I'm not getting into it in but what like, kind of sense like, a, like an alien well, like, sense well no not an alien sense at all no but just like Egypt is older than conventional sort of uh, you know measurements like yeah. sort of stuff for example like the Sphinx has a lot of water damage on it rain damage it has no nose it's got no nose. Who knows? When that was but it's got water damage on it, like you yeah, know, from yeah, water yeah. like trickling down the side of it for you know thousands like of years. Rain, rainfall. But there was no water recorded there, you know, like since eight thousand BC, and recorded history of civilization there was like five thousand BC, something like that, even less. Yeah, yeah. So the only time there was any rainfall there that could have caused this was way before. But wasn't Egypt really? green like it wasn't always a desert was it um i think it was but it didn't rain like heavily for, yeah. like, before that so there's just sort of stuff i'm kind of not really it's just something i feel doesn't make sense and like newgrange in ireland is like older than egypt so how could that be older than egypt if yeah. that was the bastion of if civilization where it all was coming from Birdman. The Birdman. Birdman. Jesus. I only know. So tell, tell, tell I, us what. The I Birdman feel like is. this is not my story to tell. I feel like so well, again. Sean Connery is not my story. <laughs> to tell. Make sure you stick the end in, because all right. Well, I heard this. I heard it actually was Omar's brothers. This is what I remember the story to be: Omar's brothers, mate's family, dogs, friends, gardeners. And no, he's his mate. But he was a baby at the time, yeah. and he had like a baby sister and an older brother, or whatever. So anyway, the story the story goes whatever with the details. The story goes that they were all in the house one evening, one yeah. night, um, put the baby to bed in the cot upstairs. Yeah, classic. And watching TV, whatever they were doing, the parents, and they hear a kind of what um, year, what decade are we talking? Eighties, the eighties. Yeah. And they hear a kind of like rumbling upstairs, whatever. Yeah. Right, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's the eighties. Everyone's running around upstairs. Anyway, whatever it goes on, more noise. So anyway, the, the mum goes up to check it out. She goes up, walks up the stairs, checks it out, opens the door, and apparently the window is wide open. And in the rocking chair in the nursery, 
yeah. was the baby in the arms of a man-sized raven, uh, like with legs and with a kind of man face, distorted beak, uh, bird hybrid face, <laughs> covered in feathers, black feathers. Christ. And so the story goes that she obviously... And did she get, did she he get sh- the baby? Well, she screamed. The mother screamed. Yeah. And apparently the bird man turned up and went... <laughs> kind of screamed back. Fucking shut up! I just got the baby so to she, sleep! So the story goes, she ran out of the room, ran downstairs, hysterical. The dad rolled up a newspaper, lit it on fire. Legend. Went up. <laughs> like, not that he know to do that. I'm still, like, I still question, but... He did that before he even knew it was Birdman. Oh, maybe he went up, he saw it. Saw Birdman. Right, I know what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lit I know, the yeah. Rolled it up, lit that on fire. Kind of, sorry, smacking it. She smacked it out the window. <laughs> she dropped the baby, the thing flew out the window. <laughs> and I have it on good evidence that these are credible parents. The, the mother is a solicitor. Yeah, so she'd never lie. They would never lie. And the dad's a raven hunter. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. That's mad. So what was the what was Birdman doing? Was he like just, just being like, oh baby, caressing the baby? Like, like, oh, that's um, a cool baby. You know, I'm not I'm not genetically uh, prepared to have a have a young baby. So this is the best I could do. It could have been a bird woman. Could have been a bird woman. Like a looking tea. for matern- maternal maternal instincts. No, no milk. No. Birds don't have milk. <laughs> nipples. They have breasts. <laughs> Robin, Robin breast, chicken breast, chicken breast, and sexy legs. Uh, that's mad because maybe the Birdman was like, you know, like or Birdwoman was like, you know, this is just a nice baby. I'm, I'm barren. But it just reminds and me. And the mom comes in and goes, and the dad attacks it with fire. Yeah, that's what I would do. <laughs> that's what I do it. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's crazy. I love that. It's like the island of Doctor Monroe. Monroe. Uh, Brando. Monroe. Brando again. Uh, full circle yeah, that's, we're so professional uh, that's crazy I love conspiracy theories I'd love to do um, I'd love to actually get in depth and you know kind of do a, do a special on conspiracy theories, <laughs> you know I mean? and really research it yeah. I always loved the time when we were all out in years ago and we were out at night in London somewhere like drinking and <laughs> our friend showed up with a receipt from work that he'd written on the back of it can you remember this? What was he looked this? at me like, I can't remember this. He pulled out a receipt and said, guys, I've figured out who's killed Tupac. What? Can you not remember? I don't remember this. And he'd been studying at work. We all worked, we worked in a bookshop. He'd spent all day reading books on the internet and like in the bookshop and he figured out who killed <laughs> Tupac. And he had it written on a, some till roll and he kept getting it out and he was showing people. And by the end of the <laughs> night, he kept pulling it out so much that he only had a tiny corner left. And then he got so drunk he forgot. So he figured out who killed Tubac and then forgot. Lost, and he the, lost, the, lost final the evidence. Piece. Oh my god. Yeah, and he didn't bother to take a picture or nothing, he completely forgot about it. What the fuck? <laughs> I swear you were there. Uh, well, well, thank you for coming anyway. I yeah. appreciate it. No problem, it's um, a pleasure. I love being um, educated. <laughs> I don't know what I've kind a, of education that was I've from. I've really got a hard on for learning. I love learning anything, <laughs> even if it's not true. I love it. <laughs> Uh, what's next for you, Joe? Christmas and then Christmas, yeah, going to Africa for a bit, chill out for a bit. Like I go to Africa usually before Bless Christmas to um, just chill out, <laughs> like Dave Chappelle. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I really appreciate you coming. I've really enjoyed it. I hope that you will come back soon. Regale us with some more. Create. We really, I, I like this today because we've gone on such weird tangents. Yeah, it just we've kind deviated of from the norm. Yeah, uh, which is always fun. Um, thank you everybody for listening thank you everyone who downloaded and streamed the last podcast really appreciate it goodbye goodbye